Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny New Year. And today we're going to be talking about some games that we've been playing lately. Then we're going to be doing two throwback reviews this week. One of Terraforming Mars. And then the people have spoken to pick Concordia. Thank you for joining us for episode number five. Residents of Meeple Town, if you could see Dean right now, he is dressed up like a giant calendar for New Year's. He loves them calendars. Every single time. Every time. <laughs> he loves his dates and his calendars and his years um, and his days. I do like dates and figs and other kind of fruit that taste you like You would that. go there. Yeah. But actually, you're making me hungry because dates This is some good eating. Yep, I agree. Next time we have a New Year party, let's pass out dates because that would be hilarious. That's a great idea. That is hey, guys, we talk about fruit on this podcast because we are fruit lovers. <laughs> I love me some fruit. I don't know what just happened right then, but it did happen. So, polls, <laughs> polls, everyone. So, hey, y'all, we have a champion of the, uh, what do we do? De- oh, Christmas, the Christmas movie. <laughs> We have a Christmas movie champion for the residents of Meeple Town. Our very first year, our champion by literally one vote is Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Home Good Alone. movie. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's what I voted for. I Did think. you? Wait, what was the other you one? The, Christmas Vacation? Yeah, I like Christmas Vacation a lot, but Home Alone's one that I can watch with my family. My, Dang it, my you, kids. Blew, you blew it. I wanted Christmas Vacation. It's yeah. all your fault, Dean. I don't know if I like... Yeah, I like Home Alone better. For sure, I like it better. That's cool. But also, like, we don't watch Christmas Vacation with the kiddos, so yes. like, I guess maybe Home Alone gets a little nod for that, too. I started learning that the hard way last night when we were finishing it up, and we had to keep muting it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Still really, really funny, though. Yeah. Actually, to be perfectly honest, those are my two favorite. So, like, I actually got my two favorite going head-to-head. But for me, a Christmas Vacation is just Chevy Chase is just something else. And um, You know, there's a lot of people that really don't Quaid. like Chevy Chase just don't think he's funny at all. That is an incorrect opinion. Yeah. Like, dude, that guy is, dude, he's, dude, he's hilarious. But even if you don't like him, Cousin Eddie, man, like, Cousin Eddie. you can't not like Cousin Eddie in that movie. He, I mean, dude. He's just a, he's just a nice surprise. He's a, a real, real nice, nice surprise. surprise. He's got a piece of government plastic between <laughs> his head. And, uh, yeah. That would, dude, that guy is, oh, gosh, that's such a good movie. I, I, every, the reason I put that ahead of Home Alone is I have to, I, I do love Home Alone. Like, I'm, but, like, I look forward to Home Alone, but I'll be honest, I'll zone out during Home Alone a little bit because I've uh, seen it so many times. Yeah. And this, and I've seen this in Christmas Vacation so many times, but I guess it's the comedy and stuff that just keeps me, like, wholly engaged. But both those are great movies. So, anywho, you want to talk about some board games? That's what we do. Or That's movie reviews. We, we can do movie or, reviews today. That's, it. That's an option. John and Dean review. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what you been playing? You've been getting some plays in over Christmas? Dude, we have been getting lots of plays over yes. Christmas. And the game I'm going to talk about is, I've actually mentioned this in a past episode, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about it today. It is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, a gemstone mining game. Mm. Or if you've played Quartz, my understanding is it's just a, a re-implementation, a remake of, of Quartz. 
And this is a game that was designed by Sergio Holoban, Scott Morris, and Andrew Wolf. And the artist is not credited in the game. I'm guessing because they just use like regular Disney Snow White art for uh, the game. That makes sense. Um, which is fine. You know, the art is just well, it's great because it's Disney stuff. But I didn't realize this, and it's also by um, USAopoly is is who published this. But I didn't realize that. Uh, that I think you just Sergio, got buzzered right there. <laughs> that, that Sergio Halaban Halaban is also the designer of a game that I absolutely love called Sheriff of Nottingham. I had no idea that that you was the that same game, designer. Huh? Oh, man, it's such a good game. That's cool. But Snow White and Seven Dwarves, a gemstone mining game, which will thus forth be called Gemstone Game of some sort because the name's really long. But what you're doing is you each have, you, you can play up to seven players, and each character is a, each person in the game is a different dwarf. And you're going to have your own little mine car. And on your turn, you're only going to do one of three actions. One is you're going to mine for gems, which is reach into a bag and draw randomly. I like drawing things out of A bags. gem from a bag. Yeah, it's, that's it's it. It's fun. Yeah. And so most of them are, most of them are valuable. And there's really rare ones like diamond. There's only two in the bag. Um, Ruby, I think there's four. All the way up to like topaz. And there's like you know, in the teens or something. Gotcha. But then you have these bad gems called obsidian, and there's mm. more obsidian than any other type of gem in the bag. When you draw those out, if, if you're okay on the first one, but if you draw a second one out, then you're forced, you get an injury, and you're forced out of the mine. Mm. And it's it, that's essentially the game. So that's the first action you can take. Then you add these cards. You all start off with cards. So when in your, your dwarf hand. gets, I don't mean to interrupt you, but when your dwarf gets injured, does he go on like short term pay? Oh my gosh. Oh. Stop it. Stop it right now. Yes. No more interruptions. I'm going to actually edit you out of all of the rest of this podcast. So, no, you don't. You you also have cards. You can play a card as an action. So, either you gem, you you mine for a gem or you play a card. And the cards surprisingly for a family game are really take that but it's really? so fun. Like you're stealing gems from other people. You're making them mine for gems for you. And if they draw an obsidian, they have to keep it, which could potentially injure them and put them out of the mine. Um, so there's all different kinds of cards that you can play. Some are just like draw three gems and keep the valuable ones or whatever. Um, and then the last thing you can do is just come out of the mine. So it's push your luck. You you know, if you have one obsidian and you've got a lot of valuable gems in your in mine car, you're probably going to want to come out of the mine. And there's different bonuses for staying in the game longer, gotcha. and uh, so we've played we've played this a lot with my family. This is my parents, uh, my wife and I, and and, and with my parents, uh, nieces and nephews, our kids, aunts and uncles. We all play it together, and we we you know, I think we had probably ten or twelve people playing the last game, and we just played teams. And man, this game is so much fun, and my family really? loves it. They actually, I introduced it to them, uh, I think maybe over Thanksgiving or before that. And since then, my parents and all three of my sisters, or two out of three of my sisters, have purchased this game. Wow, that's and, and they've played impressive. it a decent amount. And I, yeah, we've we've really really enjoyed this. So, game. is your family um, a big Disney family, or no, or yes, yes, our, our family is huge, huge Disney fans. Okay, and so that's why I introduced them to it. I thought, you know, the gameplay is really fun. But even if they don't like the gameplay, it leads the Disney the theme. theme but no, they they love it all. They love the Disney theme. They love the the gameplay. They take that. Like we have so many laughs in this game. And like my three year old, he was playing on my team, and he's done this multiple times. But he'll draw from the bag for me, 
and he just has something about him where he's a lucky drawer. And I make sure he's not looking in the bag or anything, but he draws out like all the most valuable awesome. gems. And everyone gets mad about that too. Like, yes. dude, why are you letting him do that? Yeah, and like everybody erupts he's in looking. cheers, and he's no. so excited. So it's it's a lot of fun. We really enjoy this. That's really I think cool. USAopoly's done some good games. I, I think I've really enjoyed them. This and Villainous, I think, is a pretty good game too. But this is um, you think it's a lot better than Villainous? Yes. Yeah. Very different games, but this is very much a good party like everyone's laughing and cheering kind of game. So. You've talked about this a lot, so that kind of makes me... Honestly, I wasn't... I, we're just not... Not that we don't like Disney movies. You know, I've got... I, I don't know. Maybe it's because... Of course, you have b- both boys and stuff like that. It just... Right. right. I feel like my kids have gone more towards, like, Legos and Transformers and and stuff like that. Um, so they, we, they just never really got into Disney that much. So I, I just say that that's why I haven't been as excited about it. But... I would like to play it now that you have talked it up, and it better be one of the best games I've ever played. My last game, it won't be. And the thing is, like, if you're, it is what if it you is. don't like luck, um, even like in a, in a silly game like this. That's yeah. the thing. I can handle luck if it's in a silly game like this. I mean, you're just drawing gems from a bag yeah. blindly. You don't want to. You don't want luck in a serious game. Yes. More serious, yeah. yeah. But if you like silly games like I do sometimes, especially with a big group setting like this, this is Fun this game. is one of the best games in those settings. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Well, a game that I've got to, I've got a chance to play a ton of games um, over Christmas. It's been really really awesome. Um, a game that I've played, I decided I would talk about is one that I got for Christmas, and that is Five Tribes, and that's a Bruno Cathala game, and it's also a Days of Wonder game. And uh, I, I didn't actually go, hadn't gone through and seen all that Bruno has done. And the Dean's like, dude, he does all the good games. And so I pulled it up in like Seven Wonders Duel. He helped with Antoine on that. Um, uh, King Domino, which everyone, and Queen Domino, everyone's been talking about that. Cyclades, Mission Red Planet. Man, there's just, there is a lot of games that he's done. You oh, like yeah. Him a lot, huh? Oh, yeah. A ton, a ton. He's one of my favorites for sure. He is great. That's, that's just, that's really awesome. So, uh, Five Tribes is one that I've, um, you know, had been wanting to play for a long time. Uh, picked it up. If you ha- haven't played Five Tribes, uh, you have this like six by five, um, their tiles, they're laid out, and then you have little meeples on all the all the tiles. You start off with three on each, and they're different colors. And it's like a, it's a pick up and deliver game where you're picking up meeples, and you're actually trying to you pick up all the meeples on a tile. Then you have to move that many spaces, dropping off one meeple on each tile that you go. But interestingly, you have to actually match up the color one of the colors in your hand that you picked up with uh, a color on the tile that you end on. And then you take that action. So, for example, if I picked up three colors and I wanted to do a blue action, I'd have to go find a tile three spaces away that had a blue meeple on there. When I pick that up, I do the blue action, and then also I do the action that's on the tile. Um, and anyway, I'm not going to go over all of it, but there, man, there is a lot of decisions to be made during five tribes. Like, I, I, I don't know, like just sitting there playing it, I would not want to play this game with someone who has some analysis paralysis <laughs> issues because I could see them sitting there just taking forever to make a decision. That being said, I loved it. Um, and I'm thoroughly enjoying. It. I tweeted it out because I, I just want to see. And I, it's like we got some, we definitely got some love for Five Tribes. I need to get a lot more plays of it in. But man, what do you think about it, Dean? Yeah, this is one that we've liked quite a bit, and it it, it does have some uh, some slow moments potentially in the yeah. game if you really think through every optimal option. It's and I don't. 
I almost don't enjoy it when that's the case. Like I, that's, what just, that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think I would love to play it if someone was doing that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this is one that I just like to just make my moves. And now I've only played the base game. I haven't played any of the yeah, expansions, but I've heard some good things about some of the expansions. I don't know which ones. I don't remember which ones are good. Um, one of them's not as good from what I've heard from other people. So, And one of our buddies, you said, has this like one of his very top games and I, yeah. res- and I respect I respect Jonathan so that's that's pretty I, I, I really want to get more plays in but it, I I've, we, I really enjoyed it. I will say that my wife who plays a lot of games with me did have it took her half the game to kind of she just the mechanic of picking the meeples up and put it down she was it was taking her a minute to grasp it and um, then the strategy of it but by the end of it uh, um, like I I barely beat her. Like she picked, she had it figured out, and she was quite enjoying it as well. So it's definitely not a game that's just for the casual. I'm just gonna play a game kind of person. I think it takes a little. It's not that deep. Yeah, I I think it kind of is. It's it's not so? a gateway game. It's a next step game. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I would is, say that. I agree with that. Where it is because if you've played Man- Mancala, uh, mm-hmm. it's essentially the same thing. It's just Mancala with taking actions after you've done that. You know. Mancala move. There you go. Is that what it's called? <laughs> that is... I don't know. I don't know. So uh, I was looking at Bruno Cathala games. I have I have 13 of his games. Holy nuggets. Yeah, I had no idea. And then I just started looking at him and I was like, wow. He's probably listening to this because we're so popular. You know he is. Like, Dude, I can't believe these guys are mentioned. The Meeple Town guys are mentioning <laughs> us. Awesome. We are big fans. That is, yeah, for sure. That's I, I got a play of King Domino in also, but I'm not going to talk about that. But I just, for another for another episode. That's for another episode. Yes, right. sir. Well, that's what we've been playing lately. Let's go ahead and go into our review and overview of Terraforming Mars. Welcome to the Meeple Town Museum, where games from yesteryear are brought back into the light. Discover games that are at least two years old you may have missed in the hustle and bustle of the cult of the new. Now let's open the vaults to the days of yore where these treasures are no longer forgotten. Terraforming Mars is a 1-5 player game from Stronghold Games published in 2016 from designer Jacob Frigzalius and artist Isaac Frigzalius plays in 120 minutes and is for ages 12 and up. In Terraforming Mars, each player takes on the role of a corporation working together with other corporations to terraform Mars, but compete to gain the most points by the end of the game. The players start by placing the main board on the table, which is the map of Mars, with spots for medium-sized hexes. They then take their player boards used to keep up with income and the resources, steel, titanium, plants, and energy and heat, and players will also start off with the project cards. On a player's turn, they will be taking one or two actions and going around the table this way until all players have passed. The actions a player can take are paying the cost to play a card, which will allow immediate benefits or continual benefits throughout the game. Claiming a milestone that you have completed, which will give you points at the end of the game. Funding an award, which will give points at the end of the game to the player who receives said award. Or using a standard project such as a building, city, or an ocean. Players can also, from their resources, convert eight plants into greenery tiles and place it on the board or use eight heat to raise the temperature of the planet. Certain cards will also allow players to take extra actions on their turn. After all players have taken their turns in the round, that generation will end and players will gain new income and resources. 
The game end will trigger when the temperature has reached 8 degrees Celsius, the oxygen level has reached 14%, and all nine ocean tiles have been placed on the board. Players will then add up all their points, and the one with the most points win. Now that's a very brief overview of a game that is fairly complex, but let's get on to the review of Terraforming Mars. So John and I decided that we want to do some throwback games where it's kind of funny we say throwback. It's 2018. <laughs> it's about to be 2019. It is in the board gaming world. Right? Yeah, and Terraforming Mars came out in 2016, yeah. so it's not a very old game, um, but it's one that you know could uh, be potentially a, a classic and 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 one that's not sure. reviewed as much. Now it's talked about because people play this game all the it's time. Definitely got like it's a cult following. Such a popular game, and it, it's you know, rated number four overall on Board Game Geek. So. That is that's huge. Yeah, in the board game world, sometimes we get focused on only what's new and what's hot. Yeah, so that's why we're kind of saying let's do some throwback. So in the in in this world. I would say a two- or three-year-old game can be kind of throwback. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, as far as reviews go, definitely. But let's start off with the art and components of Terraforming Mars. What do you think, John? Okay. Uh, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I enjoy this game tremendously, but I do not like the art, and I uh, very much... uh, Let me rephrase that. The art is inconsistent, and the components were not great either. And I hate to this is these are the only things I'm gonna say negative about this game. It's this is such a good game. But uh, when I got the board, it lo- it was cut. It looked like the scissors or the blade, whatever cuts board, was dull and it was frayed on the edges. So I was immediately disappointed. Like wow, you know, come on, stronghold, give me a better board than this. Um, and especially knowing that this is going to be, for me, a classic game that I'm going to play, you know, you know, over and over. Uh, the card, like, okay, so positively, the box art is awesome. I think it's great. My, my issue is the inconsistency with, like, the cards where some of them look kind of like, uh, like you mentioned before, Dean, like real photos, you know. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand that. Yeah. I get well. Okay, I say I don't. I kind of do because every card is unique, and so I understand that that's a lot of art because there's a lot of cards in this game. Yeah. So I get that, but oh my goodness, it's not good. Like the art, some of the art is good. Yeah. But like you said, it's just inconsistent. I don't want to see some live pictures along with some art, and like it just. That drives me nuts. And this is coming from somebody, me, who does not usually pick up on those sort of things. Like, if I really like art, I'll, you know, that might draw my attention. But I'm not usually one to criticize it that much. But this is, this is the exception just because it's inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Also, like, the, the, player mats are kind of flimsy and pretty much you got if you probably want to buy one of the, a tray or something to overlay it so that your pieces aren't falling all off of it all the time i know that it's easy to knock um one of your uh, cubes over and forget what production you were on that's happened and i know you've got you got some trays or whatever what yeah i picked those up because i feel like in this game it's it's a necessity you know we just talked about Dulasaur island and yeah, you know you've got the, nice the yeah the indentions in the board I, this game really needs those. They, it, it, absolutely. Because needs them. any kind of bump on the table and those things get jarred just a little bit, really, it's your income for the game. Like, yeah. it's your income for your money, it's your income for your 
for the, the resources to build. It's, it's for your heat, for your energy. It's a really important part of the game, and if the table gets bumped at all, you have no idea if you know if you gave yourself some extra resources for yeah. every round after that. I, I wish they would do something like I, I, you know, part of me is going okay. I think terraforming Mars is about forty five bucks or something like that. So, so I see that you there's a lot of cubes, there's a lot of you know the board, a lot of tiles, a lot of cards. You know, um, maybe I'm happy that it's not an eighty dollar game or something like that. Right. But on the flip side, I've paid. 40 50 bucks for games that are just better produced hands down like mm-hmm. no doubt yeah, yeah. i mean I, I was playing um and, and it's only i was playing raiders of the north sea for like 35 bucks going wow these are nice thick cards the, the the coins are amazing the board's great now there are more pieces to terraforming mars but i just think man i would have rather paid 55 or 60 bucks and got way better quality stuff yeah yeah i i totally agree i, I would rather pay a little bit more now that being said i have I have souped my game up a little bit, my Terraforming Mars game. So I do have a little the, bit. <laughs> the acrylic overlays. <laughs> I've 3D printed all the tiles, um, which I think adds... Which, honestly, even if I didn't do that, the tiles are fine to me. I think they're The clear. tiles are fine. Yeah. Um, and I think overall the board is is fine. You know, it's, it's functional. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's Mars... So, yeah. like, what do you expect? There's not going to be a whole lot of color on the board. Uh, yeah. For the itself, I'm actually, so. when it comes to art, I don't have a ton of beefs with the board itself. Yeah. I'm not saying it's glorious, but the art on the board is, it's okay. I, yeah. I wouldn't really complain. It's, it's mostly the inconsistency on the card with the art on the board and the box. And it's just. Yeah. An- another complaint I have is the gold, the gold, silver, and bronze cubes that you have. I think they're really cool. In theory, and I think they're very functional. My the frustrating part for me was mine have a ton of jagged edges on them. Like I was gonna bring that up. Mine almost every up. every cube has yeah, and and the the like paint on them is peeling off yeah. a little bit, which is kind of annoying. Not as bad, but but it's just frustrating that they all have jagged edges, and yeah. so it's like scraping across the board. And yeah, it's. It's that's how it was favorite. when I first opened the game. All of them, you can see little blacks on every corner, coming because the paint had been scraped off and yeah. all that. So yeah, yeah. Um, anything else that you want to share about art and components? Um, I will say this. This is kind of a side note, I guess. This isn't. Um, I, I, I'm I'm hearing, and I was actually trying to find the article, and I can't find it on Board Game Geek. I think this is where it was posted. That in like 2020 or 2021, something like that, that they're going to be doing a I think they're going to be doing a deluxe version of that. They really um, should. And, you know, that that will change things for a lot of people because that seems to be the biggest complaint across the board. Across ah! the board and the cards. Is, I don't know what noise I just made. Is the, is the production in art. So I'm wondering what that's going to look like. But, man, can you imagine if they do a deluxe version of this and how, like, that will be, like, the perfect game, you know? I, you know, I, I feel like we're opening up talking about one of my favorite games super negatively because we're talking about art and components for me this is where the complaints pretty much end and it's going to be all hallelujah high praise for this game almost yeah you know so i so i I don't want to be all downer on any i mean if anyone's out there think like don't not get this game because of this but but there are some serious issues for such a great game in my opinion yep i agree so let's go ahead and move on into the the uh highs and lows of the game okay yeah, we can talk about that. So the gameplay itself is, um, it's 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 great. 
I, 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 from the first time I played this game, I loved it. Um, one of the things that I really like is that, you know, there's a lot of um, decisions that you have to make based on, you know, the cards that you have in your hand and the cards you want to play. But what Terraforming Mars does so well is the descriptions on the cards. They yeah. beautifully tell you exactly what it does. And that's, I got a chance to play this with four guys um, the, over Christmas who had never played this game before. Um, and they, none of them were like super heavy gamers by any stretch, but have played some games. One of them, though, was a 14 year old son of one of my buddies who had never played this game. And he did fine. Yeah. Like, if you can read cards yeah. and it say, trade in, you know, take your uh, energy production down too and increase your, um, you know, your ME production or whatever, megabucks or whatever it is, production three. If you can read a card that says stuff like that, you can play this game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not, it's not very overwhelming. I mean, at first you have, a, there are a lot of things like you can buy, do the standard projects, you can fund a project, you got milestones. There's a lot to kind of, wrap your head around your first time that you're playing but when it comes to just taking cards and playing them it's straightforward yeah and and, and the, the the real key is comboing all those together and all that stuff so um man what a fun game yeah i, yeah. I, I can keep going but i'm gonna kind of let you go so i'm just not kind of going on a tangent here at this moment yeah i totally agree with the cards because it's interesting with a game that's this it's not heavy Sure. But that has so much stuff going on and every card is different. The fact that you don't have to have any kind of appendix for these cards oh my gosh. is kind of a quite the feat, you know, with this many cards and the, everything you need is on those cards. And I think that is, that's and a great Every thing. card is unique. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, I, I like, um, I, I really like, and you'll hear me talk about this in Concordia too, I typically like games where you're just taking one or two actions and then passing on to the next yeah. person so that gameplay is very fluid mm-hmm. and you have time to think about what you're going to do between the between turns. Yep. And that's I really like that about this game and I like that I I like that there are so many things that you can do. So like you can either play a card or you might take an action to put a cube on something to pay, you know, pay a cost. Yeah. You might be um you might be taking an action to do the milestones or you know the, those or a blue event card yeah. where you're doing an action on yeah, those. Yeah, exactly. You might you might be doing a, a an action where you're just gonna you know throw an ocean on the board, or you're just gonna build a city on the board, and like there's just so many different things that you can do. So. You made that sound so nonchalant. Just throw an ocean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. We're just terraforming Mars. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and, and you say that, Dean. I don't mean to go. To, like the theme is so cool. Yes, it is Jesus. so cool, and it is so thematic. Like I just. I feel like I'm terraforming Mars. I feel like I'm whatever corporation I've uh-huh. chosen. And I feel like I'm taking that strategy into the game to, you know, um, whether it's one where I'm upping my steel production, you know, and, and I'm taking that to then, you know, buy whatever. It's just, man, it's just so thematic. And I, I, and again, just the, just the theme of terraforming a planet and starting from scratch and, and having to heat the planet up and increase the oxygen, it's absolutely draws me in man i'm sold on that yeah and i love that there's so many different strategies for this too so the game ends when your temperature rises up to eight degrees when your oxygen is at 14 percent, and you throw them oceans and then you have all the (laughs) all the nine oceans on the board 
but there's so many different options of what you can do. Yes. Like you can really focus on your greenery and getting forest out on the board. You I can like focus on, uh, which is something that early on I I kind of avoided this, but you can get a lot of points from from animals or uh, a ton. Yeah, like microorganisms and, yeah. and like I, I think most people do avoid that at first because it's so much going on. Yeah. that's confusing a little. Yeah. But that's what I like about it. It keeps getting better the more yeah, you Yeah, there's it. so many things you can do. And the, the cool thing is because it's so thematic, like if you really like animals in real life, I know. Like you, you totally might spend a lot of time putting animals on the board in this game, which is is just so it's so cool. One of the things that um, uh, again, this was kind of early on. I hated wasting actions to take the milestone or the awards actions at the bottom. But you can get a lot of points with that too. I like I like I like because especially um, especially the awards because like you want to fund an award, but yeah, someone else might get it. But if you wait to be the third person to fund an award, it's like twenty versus yeah. eight. Yeah. And so you're like, crap, that's a lot of money that I got to spend uh-huh. to try to fund yeah. this award. So I I do I I love that. Yeah. And and I like I like how there's kind of some slow play in your cards too. You can take up to two actions, but you might just take an action just to see what the other person's going to do. Sure, and it might be yeah. a simple action because some of the some of the things that you're going to do, a lot of the things you're going to do are going to combo each other. So, for example, if, That's the key to this game. Yeah, right? if I if I raise up the the temperature it, you know, it 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 might trigger getting more heat, or it might once you get zero degrees, you can put an ocean on the board, sure. and so you're going to get two terraforming points for doing both of those things. Yeah. And so sometimes you want to slow play your actions so that you can be able to do. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, you can. Uh, optimally my my play wife and I play this game a lot together. We're all like, never want to do the one before the bonus on the temperature. Yeah. We're all uh-huh. sitting back going, okay, I, I got to get 16 uh, heat yep. first so that I can do two actions. You know all that kind of good stuff. So yeah. That's fun. And at the beginning of the game, your your initial cards kind of dictate, um, or your or your corporation, mm-hmm. they dictate kind of your strategy. You know, you might go heavy energy or heat strategy, yeah. or you might go, um, you know, heavy on the plants or something like that. But but there's something in the game that will that will kind of move you in that direction if you're paying attention. It and will. I, and I like that. I, I, I like that too. I like having that assistance at the beginning of the game so it's not so wide open yep. and you don't know what you're going to do. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. And one thing that's cool too is I, I thought that maybe like the first time I played, I remember sitting back thinking, is, is it going to be different enough each game? Like we were raising the temperature really fast yeah and we weren't raising the oxygen really fast we weren't and we were kind of in the middle on placing oceans well i mean like the very last game i played of this game um yeah i think it was the last time i played this i had this beautiful event combo where i was increasing the oxygen like this like every turn i was able to increase the oxygen um or every um it's not called era. Generation. It's called generation. Yeah. yeah. I was able to increase the oxygen. So that just shot to the top. And we weren't even close on some of these other ones. And we were halfway up. So I just was like, cool. You know? Yeah. Or, and there's been other ones where people have got the event cards that help you, um, you know, pay money or less money to lay down oceans. And then the oceans got laid down really quick. And so I feel like it's got, it's just different every time you play. It's different with the different folks that you play with. And um, I just haven't gotten... I've played this quite a bit now, actually, I feel like. And I haven't gotten remotely tired of this game. It's yeah. Because there's so many things. And that's just... You know, we're just talking about the base game. Yes. There's oodles of expansion material out there. And there's more to come. And 
it's it's just a lot. There's a lot of yeah. stuff that you can do in this game. One of the things that may be a turnoff, um, or it might be something you really enjoy, is the take that cards because they are yeah they're present in here. Like absolutely, you can send a comet to, or an asteroid to hit somebody's tile to to really mess them up or you know to, yeah. to steal things from them, and I I'm okay with it honestly because it's not. To me, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Like, there's some of those really expensive cards that can be really take that. Yeah. But you have to spend a lot of money to do that or build up a lot of building or um, uh, or titanium. You know, like yeah. you have to build up a lot of the resources to do that. So um, I, it doesn't bother me that much, but I can understand if you really don't like take that, if you just want to do your own thing, this is probably not the game for you. Yeah, and I, I actually... Um... I agree with you 100% about that. Like, I, I, what's interesting to me is that I feel like there's this, depending on who you're playing with, some people are take that people, they're right, let's go, let's go, let's throw blows in any game, whatever. Yeah. I feel like the people that I play with, for the most part, are, um, are folks that don't mind doing take that. But they don't love it, and so there's this like tension. Like, when is someone going to start throwing blows, and then it's on? Right, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so like, it's, and I actually like that moment when my wife plays a take that card and takes six of my plants away, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Let's do this. Yes. And then it gets fun. Um, and so I feel like, and that's how it's been with a lot of my buddies as well. So um, I don't know. I think that that's I think that that's really cool. And I think I actually used the wrong terminology earlier, by the way. So if there's people that love terraforming Mars and are like, dude. Uh, I think I call the blue cards an event card, which are actually the orange cards, right? That do like the the big event or whatever. So I think me, the red cards are the event ones. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I think I call that that. So so forgive me. I know there's a big cult following for this, and I'm actually one that follows in this. I just think out of my mouth came the wrong terminology. So anyway, I enjoy the take that part of it. I do. Yeah. Any any other like things in gameplay that we want to talk about? I I think we we really kind of covered a lot of it. Yeah. You know, just uh, the things that we really enjoy, and honestly, there's not a lot that we don't enjoy in the gameplay. So let's get to our our uh, final thoughts yep. and and rankings on this one. You're smiling. You want me to go first, don't you? I do. You love it when I go first. I do. All right. So let's me <clears throat> adjust mine. I know. So. I, I the only thing I wrestle with was whether I should ding this game just a little bit because of the art and components. Because to me, the art and the components are important. The problem is, Dean, this game is so so good. I can't. Yeah. This is a for the first time for me in this. This is a ten. Ten. Wow. Meeples. I love this game. I really almost gave it nine and a half because I because of the other stuff, but I can't. Um, I, I, I it, it's so different every time I play it. It's so thematic. I love the way the cards combo. Um, and then if you don't have the right cards, you can fund the little standard projects or whatever to purchase what you know a city or whatever. I just it flows great. It is not that it's complex in decisions, but you can teach someone who hasn't played a ton of games. They can at least play it. Yeah, like yeah. I said, the fourteen-year-old um, guy, like uh, his son, like it was just. Uh, the 14 year old didn't have a son. My friend had a 14 year old son. Like he jumped right in. He did not come in last place at all because he could read the cards and play it. Love it, love it, love it. I'm just gonna kind of drop the mic there. Ten. Woo! Wow. 
So does that mean if they end up doing a deluxe version of this game? Point, uh, crank it up to 11. Wow. Okay. Crank it up to 11. That breaks the scale. <laughs> uh, that ruins everything. Uh, spinal Tap, baby. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm big on this game, too. I'm not as big on it as you. Um, because it's not one that I'm going to play all the time. It is more on that heavier end of games um, for the Dean scale. Like I, I tend to gravitate more towards midweight um, midweight games, yeah. I guess, like medium light or medium heavy, you know, somewhere in that. In Do you that think range. that's because you like that more or because the people you play with at the moment are playing more of those types of games? It, it maybe, maybe a little bit of both, both because yeah. honestly, like a, um, a Terra Mystica, like my head just feels so heavy at the end of that game. Now yeah. I don't feel this way at the end of Terraforming Mars. That's true. Um, but but I I like this is this gets more of a nod from me because it's so thematic and everything makes sense that you're doing. And so everything for me, like it sounds like I'm going to give this a low rating, and I'm not. I'm giving it a nine. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I really really enjoyed this game. But it's not one that I'm gonna that I'm always gonna play. Yeah. You know, every option I get because I I, I kind of like some some lighter games sometimes. Yeah. So, um, so for me, it's a nine. I would say the the production of it is something that can can be a drawback and and maybe a a a, a point drop for me. For me though, my game's all tricked out, and so like that's not as in, a big of an issue. Yeah. I'm not really looking at the card, at the art at this point, because like you know, once you know the cards, you're not like staring at all the art. You're just playing. That's true. You know so, what they do. Yeah. So yeah. I give it a nine. A game that I really, really enjoy. I yeah. love that it's that it is a Euro that's so thematic, and that's difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's not a very common thing. So, so a nine for me, a whopping ten, 10. from John. Yeah. Now we're going to go on to our overview and review of Concordia. Concordia is a 2-5 to five player game published by P.D. Verlag and Rio Grande Games in 2013. The designer is Matt Gertz, and the artists are Marina Fonrenbach, Matt Gertz, and Dominic Mayer. It plays in 100 minutes, and it's for ages 13 and up. In Concordia, players will be expanding their dynasties throughout the Roman Empire, peacefully through commerce and trade. After the board is placed on the table displaying a map of the Roman Empire, or Italy, based on the player count and preference, players will then take their storehouse player boards, where they will keep resources and colonists. Each player will start off with the same seven starting cards and resources to begin the game. On a player's turn, they will just be playing a card from their hand and taking the action listed, This will continue until the game ends. Let's look at what some of the cards do. The Architect card allows players to move around the map and build houses by paying the resources. The Prefect card allows a player to produce resources. The Mercator allows a player to buy or sell resources. And the resources are brick, food, tool, wine, and cloth. And they're used to build in certain areas as well as to sell for money. The Senator card allows players to gain new cards into their decks. And these new cards are typically better versions of the starting cards, but they allow for players to gain victory points at the end of the game by meeting requirements listed at the bottom. A Diplomat card will allow the player to copy the ability of the card that another player has played. Once a player wants to gather the played cards back up, they will play a Tribune card, which will also give them money based on how many cards they pick up. 
Play will continue until all cards have been purchased or until a player has played all of their houses onto the board. The players will gain points based on the conditions listed at the bottom of the cards, such as one point for 10 coins, a point per house in non-brick producing cities, or a point per province a player has built a house in. All points are then added up and the player with the most points wins. Now let's see what we thought of Concordia. So we've already talked about one Kenner Spiel des Jahres nominee in Terraforming Mars. Another one is Concordia that was that came out in 2013. It was a nominee in 2014. John, tell us about the art and components of Concordia. Every time I hear the word Concordia, I want to go eat some grapes. I don't. I don't think that's that's the right word, <laughs> actually. But Concord grapes are, are, are some words. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, as many back to the fruit moments as possible. That's kind of what I do. <laughs> um, I like the art um, and the components on this game. I would say that it didn't blow me away, but I was mentioning to Dean uh, just a minute ago, like just this, like the. I like classic Euro art. It makes me feel like a game is just classic. Uh, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I thought the, I thought the art was cool. Now I'm looking at, you know, I look at the board, uh, the board, the box front. Am I really drawn in by that? No. You're okay, and you're playing on the newer version as well. Yes. Have you seen the old version? I think I've seen it a long time ago, but now I can't remember. I think someone complained about it. It's bad and weird. I think I saw someone complaining about it on something and posting both. Yeah. But it's the box. Who cares? I mean, yeah. I mean, the the only thing I say about that is, is like, I do have to admit, boxes do draw me into games. Now, I don't rate games based on how the boxes are. Like, I mean, like we did Dinosaur and Dulasaur Island. Like, I saw the box and went, oh, cool. That looks great. Um, But, again, that's that doesn't really weigh much on my rating of it. But yeah. yeah. The one thing about the box that does just really tan my hide is that... I can't <laughs> think of a good Dude, I've heard good that idiom. since I was That's, a kid. You just say that, that really, one more time, Johnny, I'm going to tan your hide. That really ruffles my fever, fe- feathers. <laughs> you, just, you just fell flat and then you stood up and <laughs> fell back on your face. Your the, feathers. <laughs> the box ruffles my feathers because of the shape of it. Man, this box oh, yeah. does not have to be this way. It could be a normal-sized terraforming Mars box. And it's not, and I don't understand. And not only that, but it's it's really, like, tall. Yeah. And, but it's not wide. And so, like, okay, I only have the base game. I can fit it in there fine. But I would imagine if I'm going to put other expansions in it, which this game has a lot, you're yeah. going to run out of space because you can't put that many boards in the box. So it's frustrating. It's like power grid size box. But it's also a different size than Power Grid, which makes it yeah, even more frustrating. It is. But yeah. it's a box. It's it a is box. what it is. It so. is a box. By the way, <clears throat> we're going to have some slogans and then uh, that's going to keep showing up during Meeple Town um, podcast. And I think I'm going to add do one called Tan Your Frevers. Tan Your Frevers. Fevers is what you said. You weren't actually Dean, listening to what I was saying. You I have no like, idea what you said. All I wanted to say was next time I'm like, Dean, I'm going to tan your feathers. <laughs> but you're, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that boxing could be completely, no, I, I totally listened. Um, com- <laughs> completely irritating. Um, but oh, yeah, again, overall though, the components were fine. Yeah, the I like the resources. Fine. They could have easily just been different colored cubes. The resources are cool. They went the extra mile and made the, the wine and the 
food. It does really add to it. Yeah, I I like that a lot. I think that's cool. I think the player boards are great. The thick cardboard. Yep. Um, Same thing for the really all the cardboard, the money, the you know all that's all that's fine. Everything seems to be pretty clear. Um, I can't easily read the territory names <laughs> that's that 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 was the most frustrating part of the game for me i yeah. think but like, it's but it's not that big of a deal like i just say that territory up there yeah. like i want to get the resources <laughs> from that one so um, i just never say yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway i i think they're very functional for sure and sure and again the the meeples and the the resources i think are they're good and good. the cards read well. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, the first time I played, like, sitting back going, okay, I can read the... Kind of like Terraforming Mars. I can yeah. read it and pretty much understand what it does and pretty simply. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Gameplay. Gameplay. Let's... Let, why don't you... I did... I went first I'll, last I'll time. Off. I'll, I'll say the gameplay is great. There you go. It's a lot of fun. It's... um, Okay, going back to the Terraforming Mars review, a thing that I really liked is the one or two actions that you take. Mm-hmm. Concordia, all you do is play a card and take that action yeah. every time. And man, that's so simple. Just like the gameplay itself is so simple. The rule book is only like a a pamphlet, you know, that, that only has like one sheet of paper to teach you how to play this game. And you don't have to refer to it because the information's on the cards. All you do is play the card and do what it tells you to do. And I think that's really fun for me. Now, that being said... That's all you have to do, but my goodness, the choices to make choices. in this game yeah. are it's a lot. There's there's a lot of choices to make in this game. So it's it's light in the in the gameplay, but in the decisions it's heavier for sure. Correct. Like I, I think that any m- most people that have played some games could pick this up pretty quick, but they're gonna you're gonna have a hard time deciding like <clears throat> with the senator card. Now I'm gonna go and buy what cards should I buy? What cards are gonna give me in game scoring? What provinces should I go to, and, and and you know all that kind of stuff. There, there, there's a lot of decisions. Um, though I did a lot better my first time I played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, can definitely you can overthink this. Dean and, and I played this twice with each other. With each other, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that I joke because I won the first and he cremated me the second time. I did. That was actually the first time that I've won this game, and. Um, I, I that think, makes me feel really good about. This. <laughs> I think it's because I went with a different strategy. Like, I I really think it's important to to put as many cities on the territories that you can, um, and and then obviously like so you get end game scoring from the cards that you play and the cards yeah. that you're drafting, and like there's a lot to think about in that. Like you have to you do have to somewhat go with a strategy or two, um, in order to get those end game points. But and you got the. We we both both both. I think I just said something crazy. We have both talked about enjoying dual purpose cards, mm-hmm. and so it, 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 it's it, you have to make a decision when you're buying it. Um, at the top is going to put a card, so you have cards in your hand. I don't know if we've said this, but you're doing hand management because you're buying cards and you're putting them into your hand, and then you're playing them on the table, which give you an action. So you may buy a card to get an architect action because you really want to architect cards so that you can go around and you know you know get these cities or whatever. But on the bottom of the card, it has in-game scoring. So you have those decisions to be made. You're like, oh man, I need this. Do I want this card for an immediate action or immediate help, or do I want to get the bottom of the card? You know, get this card primarily for the bottom in-game scoring. And so I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I think that's really cool. And 
it it can also be frustrating because you only have one senator card in your hand at the beginning of the game, and so yeah. you play a senator card, and then at that point you're not going to get it back until you pick him up, or if you play a diplomat up, on somebody which takes else. A turn. Yeah, yeah, and I really love that in the game. It's yeah. in the game. It can be really frustrating because you're like, man, I really want to, I really want to play the archi- architect, architect so I can move oh around and gosh. build, or I really want to be able to get these resources, but I don't have the card in my hand, so do I? play the card where I can take my cards yeah. back or do I wait hoping that the other players are going to play that and then play my diplomat and so man there's it's just really cool. Yeah, and that and that diplomat card that you just said I think is crucially important because that's a card where it lets you mirror what the last person has played. So, like Dean said, you start off with one senator. Pretend like you both just have one senator in your hand. If you've already played yours, and he plays a senator, you could then play a diplomat, and then you get that exact same action. So really knowing when to play the diplomat and using it, um, the I don't know, the best way you possibly can, I think that's a really important um, part of the game. But yeah, there's a lot of choices, but they're, I wouldn't say simple choice. They're quick choice. They can be quick choices, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You can guess really can, overthink you what you're You could really think that, yeah, you really could. Like, oh yeah, I need to get this resource so I could play the merchant card, blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyways, overall, that that's really cool. Should we jump into maybe? Let me let me say one more thing. I, I'm I'm probably totally off base about this, and I don't think this is necessarily a big deal. But I think a strategy a the the game that I just played that I had the that I won. My strategy was to build as many cities as I could, and buy as many cards as I could, and then I figured. Somewhere in that, I'll get points. Yeah. And so I wasn't necessarily thinking about like a specific strategy. I mean, that is a strategy. So you weren't going for the in-game score necessarily going, let's go heavy on yeah. the Jupiter card so that I can... Yeah, I was I was like, let's get cities out as best I can. So you have to get resources to do that. Now, I get that is a strategy, but I didn't have to think that much about that. And so that kind of soiled it for me a little bit but not not really bad i think what it just made me think of is that i need to <laughs> i need to oh all boy. i can think of is you soiling yourself I yes that. just a little bit is what i said it soiled myself <laughs> oh. a little bit um <laughs> that makes it a lot better that's a really stinky situation <laughs> just a hair but i think that the more I play this, and and honestly, I think adding expansions is probably something that I'm going to do for yeah, this game. Absolutely. And I think I probably need to to make it like mm. bump up to that next next notch for me. I think yeah. the the more I play it, anyway. Yeah. But, but yeah, let's go ahead and go to the the final overview. You, you get to start. I know. Because I, I started last time. I, I do. So I really like it because of those things I said. The the taking an action and that's it. It's really simple gameplay, but a lot to think about. I need more, though. I think I more. need, you need um, a little more meat on the bone. I, I need no, 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 not not more meat on the bones. I think I just need more things to be able to do. I guess like gotcha. I think expansions are going to help with that. I don't know enough about them. I do know that one of them allows you to salt is a resource, and so like adding an extra resource in there. Um, I I want to try the expansions before I like really put this up into that top tier game. Yeah. That being said, it's an eight point five for me. Eight point five. I think that could either go up or down in the next year based on the fact if I'm just playing the base game, I think it might go down a little bit because it'll feel kind of samey for me. Now, yeah. if I if I get into the expansions or if maybe if I just start thinking better about the strategy in this game, then maybe that could go up to a nine. Honestly, when I first played this, this game was way up there in my it was in my top ten. And then it's the more I've played it, I'm like, okay, 
I need to simmer down on this a little bit because I I, I want to see simmer more down. of what the game has. But I really really enjoyed it. It's a great game. I hate whenever your comments want to make me change. Dude, you I'm just got to stick kidding. with it. I That's stick. why you go first because <laughs> you go you don't because waffle. I can just, I don't waffle I don't waffle man I just go for it. <laughs> waffle man. Um. So yeah, it's quick played. You can play it quick. Um, and I, I, I really do think it's a pretty quick paced game, like you said, Dean. I think it's um, approachable for people who haven't, you know, played a ton of games. I always, I always enjoy that aspect. Now, um, I don't always like I'll play a, a, a heart heavier game or whatever, but I, I do, I do enjoy games that I can bring to the table more times because yeah. because other people can play it. So, um, but that being said. There's a lot of decisions um, that you have to make throughout the the game, so I, I do I do enjoy approachable games that if you've played it more, you're probably going to thwack them because you know you know how everything goes or whatever. And it's not about winning; it's just about there being different paths to victory and you know um, complex decisions that you can make. I don't know if complex is the right word, but uh, harder decisions. So um, right now, if if you want to send a game to me, I'm just giving out high scores today. <laughs> <laughs> send a game, I'll review it. High score, here you go, here you go, here you go. Um, I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. I'm going to give it a nine. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I this is one I don't own that I absolutely want to own. Yeah. 100%. I think my wife would really like this game. I think a lot of the guys that I play with and gals I play with would really like this game as well. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is one that you can get to the table pretty easily i think just because the simplicity of of the gameplay um i'll i'll say you know i i do think again my my score could change on this and it's not a game that i i dislike so maybe you will waffle a little (laughs) i will also say this that as we do some of these throwback episodes more than likely we're going to do games that we really enjoy and so throwback episodes are probably going to get higher than normal scores for us i would say of course the people picked concordia yeah that's true that's true we threw that out we are the ones who pick the four choices for them to pick (laughs) that's true that's true and concordia is one we weren't even going to put on the list and we just kind of last minute did yeah do you do you think that that's because that's one of the one i feel like it may have been voted on because it's one that people haven't played as much, and they want to hear us talk about it, but maybe not. Maybe I don't know, but people love this game. It's a but great I don't, game. you know, it's not, it's not as played or as talked about as Terraforming Mars. No, I don't, yeah, think. no way, shape, or form. Yeah, and we didn't, um, and Adine did mention that Terraforming Mars was ranked four on Board Game Geek, which is incredible. Well, this is ranked twenty-one overall. Yes, on, on Board Game Geek, so this is a really high score. Um, I, I don't remember what Terraforming Mars was. Concordia is an eight point one. Which is incredibly high. I'll look up Terraforming Mars. Here. It was an eight point four. So we're talking about two games that uh, the board gaming community think are absolutely top notch games today. So that's I mean when you hear us giving out nines and tens and eight and a halves, uh, there's a lot of people that would absolutely agree with with those with those scores. I I'll say as some kind of final thoughts for both of them. If you haven't played either one, you've got to, you, you got to get them to the table. I think. I, yeah. I mean, for me especially, Terraforming Mars. I could, I really enjoy Concordia, but if if I were to pick one to say you really got to play, because there's a uniqueness to Terraforming Mars as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there, I don't know a lot of games that I just feel like are really just like that game. Yeah, I would say there's a uniqueness to both of these games. There is. You know this this kind of simple deck building, play one card, and then you know gather up your cards. I think that's I think that's pretty unique. Some other games have similar mechanics, uh, similar mechanics, but not like an overall feel that this one does. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So that is 
Concordia. John gave it a 9. I gave it an 8.5. And And that's going to do it for episode number 5. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. That sounds great. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at Meepletown Games and connect with us on the Meepletown Guild, guild number 3407, at boardgamegeek.com. And also subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And until next time, thanks for coming down to Meepletown.